0: welcome guys to episode 32 of the wedding photo podcast um some updates uh i guess there's not really much to update you on um Just working on the never-ending pile of uh, editing of weddings that we have to finish for the year. Um, I think I mentioned on the last podcast that uh, we recently shot our last wedding uh, of the year. Uh, We don't have another wedding that we'll be photographing until January. Um, This weekend, I'm going to be second shooting uh, for my friend Hannah. Uh, pretty excited about that. Second shooting is always fun because I mean, you know, you don't have the, the same amount of responsibility that you do, you know, being the lead photographer. So it gives you, it gives you that ability to, um, run around and be creative and, you know, have more fun. Not that, uh, leading a wedding isn't fun, but it's just a whole different experience. So I'm excited to go out and, uh, uh, watch Hannah shoot, um, pick up on some of the stuff that she does at weddings, and, and uh, just have fun and be creative with uh, some of the things that I've been wanting to try. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Got a couple family shoots uh, lined up as well. Um, Maria and Gabriel are in uh, Nebraska for the weekend visiting some family. So I'm just here in the editing cave, as they say just kind of editing away. But I did take a break to uh, record another episode for you guys because I love this podcast. I love doing this. And I love getting to talk to uh, different people, uh, different creatives and different people involved um, in the industry. So um, I record another episode today. Um, but first, this episode is brought to you by iPhoto Rentals. iPhoto Rentals is great. They are a rental house located uh, here in Southern California. They rent out photo equipment, uh, lighting equipment, video equipment, audio equipment. They got everything that you need for your next shoot. Um, I really love going in there and just trying out some of the new stuff that uh, that they that they get. I just saw on their Um, uh, IG stories that they got the new Canon um, EOS R the new um, mirrorless camera by Canon they just got it in so you can go in there right now and and if you've been curious about the camera you want to see it in your hands you want to see what it's capable of um, you can go down there and and, uh, check it out you can rent it out you can really mess around with it Um, I don't know if they've officially started renting it out but I know that they have it uh, I'm going to go down there pretty soon and, and see it for myself. Um, but that's what's really great about iPhoto Rentals. You can um, rent out equipment that you're thinking about purchasing and you really want to know what it has to offer, what can it do for you, and whether or not that the, that that's something that you want to add um, to your arsenal of equipment. So uh, go down to iPhoto Rentals, check them out. And if you mention this podcast, they will give you 10% off of your next rental, so thank you iPhoto rentals for um, for supporting this podcast on today's episode uh, I'm really excited uh, to have this person on the podcast I have gone back and forth with Libby uh, via email a few times um, for uh, for different reasons um, Libby Peterson is the feature editor for Rangefinder magazine if you don't know what Rangefinder magazine is it's a portrait and uh, wedding photography. Uh, magazine um, it's called rangefinder uh, you can find them online the subscription is free and um, they are also uh, the official magazine for the trade show uh, WPPI if you don't know about WPPI WPPI is a trade show uh, held in Las Vegas every year it's about five, uh, five, five or so days long and they have workshops and they have speakers and um, they have vendors there um, and people come from all over the world uh, to go to this trade show. It's a really big trade show. It's really worth uh, checking out. But the magazine is definitely worth checking out. They have great articles. They have uh, tips. They have uh, how to's and techniques and all all different kinds of things. And they also hold a um, an article every year where they showcase... Uh, what they call the 30 rising stars they they um, nominate um, several photographers several hundred photographers from all over the world and narrowed down to 30 of uh, the best up-and-coming um, wedding photographers uh, from all around the world so um, that is that that issue is coming out this month i believe but anyways uh libby peterson is their feature editor she came on to the podcast to talk about um, what she does there to talk about the magazine and what they're all about and uh, give us some tips on how to uh, get yourself published on a magazine so without any further ado i present to you libby peterson give me a little bit of background about yourself and what you do and uh, how you got to where you are right now.
1: Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, so I originally, I grew up in Minneapolis um, in a journalist family, both my parents, they're both retired now, but they were both journalists with the star tribune. Um, So it was was always sort of this exciting household to kind of grow up in. um, And I knew that I wanted to do that too. I also was really interested in photography Um, and you know, took classes in the dark room in high school, that kind of thing. Um, so when I decided to go to Indiana university for journalism, I originally thought I would do photojournalism. Um, and then as I kind of pursued that, I realized it's not really the life for me. That's so much travel it's a lot, you know, the time commitment is crazy. I kind of wanted to do something where I'd be a little more grounded, Um, so I really love writing though still. So I decided to pursue that, but I, you know, continued my photography studies, um, and, you know, just kind of educating myself on the genre in general and the history of it and everything and just fell in love with it. Um, so when I graduated, I decided I wanted to move to New York because I just figured there'd be so many job opportunities here, especially with journalism since there are so many networks and stuff, um based here.
0: And how far Uh, away how far away is uh New York from from Indiana?
1: Um I've driven the distance. It's about twelve hours. I'm not sure how many miles. Okay. Okay. Um roughly I think like a three hour plane ride, I wanna say. Yeah. Same between New York and Minneapolis too. Okay, cool. Um yeah, so I so I moved here kind of, kind of not knowing what I was going to do, but I was applying to different internships. And one of the people, you know, one of the places that got back to me, um, was PDN slash range their sister magazines. Nice. Um,
0: were you specifically looking for like a photography magazine to, to go into as an internship?
1: I was looking for photography or culture in general, something in the arts, arts and entertainment, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when I, you know, I remember still seeing their job description and thinking, oh my gosh, this is perfect because yeah. it's photography and it's writing and it's journalism all in one. Yeah. Um, I wasn't as familiar with Rangefinder actually at the time as PDN, um, which is Photo District News. Um, but went into it, spent the summer working on Rangefinder and just kind of facilitating and helping writing some articles here and there. And I just loved it. Um, afterwards, at the time, they didn't have any openings. So I kind of just... Freelance for a little bit, um worked at a different company for a few months. And then Jackie Tobin, the editor-in chief of Rangefinder, reached out to me and said, "Hey, we have this opening for an associate editor. I know you have something already, but would you want to you know submit a resume? I know you're good for it. You wouldn't even have to really interview for it. Wow. Um, so if, you know, kind of if you want it, it's yours sort of a thing. So I decided to do it just because I loved working there, and I, yeah, loved, you know, everybody there. And so I went for it. Um, and I've been here since I was five years or four years ago now. Um,
0: how long were you so interning with them before you, you got the position?
1: I interned, it was June. It was sort of a summer internship June to August. So it was like three months. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, associate editor, I was in that position for, uh, let's see about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then, um, got promoted to features editor, which I've been for the last three years or so.
0: That's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You mo- you moved up uh, pretty quickly. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean we've we've got a really small masthead. Yeah. Um, people are surprised. They're surprised that Rangefinder's free, and then they're surprised by how small our staff is. Yes. It's It's really just Jackie, me, and then we have Greg, who's our senior tech editor. He, basically, anything gear related, workflow, he's covering. Um, we have one a department of one art director um, and that's basically it and then we you know source from contributors and that kind of thing um, right.
0: Yeah, I imagine you guys are working pretty hard over there if you got a, a small team like that for such a big magazine.
1: Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> constant but it's it's cool because I you know, I've learned so much. I pretty much have my hand in almost every aspect of, you know, the magazine, but also the website, yeah. all of our social, um, just things that I knew kind of, you know, going into accepting the associate editor position when Jackie first reached out to me that I'd be able to learn so much more here than if I were somewhere else at a bigger magazine. It yeah. would take a long time to kind of, you know, get to learn those things. Yeah. So it's, it's really fun. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, that's pretty cool. So for those people that like you said, not a lot of people know range is free and I run into yeah. photographers that don't even know uh, what range finder is. Can you tell us a little bit about RangeFinder?
1: Yeah. So it actually it's funny. The magazine started in the 60s, um, but obviously I wasn't around then. If I remember right from having seen older issues, it was really just general photography. It wasn't focused on wedding and portrait like it is today. Yeah. Um, so it's funny we, we do have some older issues and it's like covering you know like oh no the digital era what are we gonna do or like I don't know <laughs> funny like the just all the articles that, it like, was all the troubling things at the time yeah it was photography
0: um, based though like when it first started yes okay
1: yeah it was always photography based um the name rangefinder was probably a lot more relevant yeah than at the time <laughs> now <laughs> um but yeah, and then we we joined up with PDN, which is also general photography. They um, have more, I think what it was is that they kind of had more of a presence um, in the general photography wor- world, stands for photo district news, and it's it's been mostly straight news, but all photography related. Yeah. Um, so when they joined them, and again, this is before my time, yeah. um, uh, when they joined them, actually not too long ago, They decided that Rangefinder should focus on wedding and portrait, um, which has turned out to be great because those two worlds are immense. And there's there's, so much that needs to be covered. And, I mean, just the umbrella of portraiture alone is huge. I mean, it's all the subgenres. So it's been great. We just try to cover as much as we can in each issue. So,
0: And what is your guys' tie with uh, WPPI?
1: So WPPI is our trade show. Okay. Um, PDN has photo plus expo. That's held at the Javits center in New York okay. every October. Um, and then WPPI is associated with Rangefinder. So that's, um, Oh my gosh. Now I'm not going to remember. Um, wedding and portrait photographers international. I think <laughs> <is> the, <laughs> we always refer to it. But yeah. That, um, and that feature has been a long, it's, it's been around for a while. Um, and then it got linked up with us um, i want to say about 10 years ago now yeah. um that might not be accurate something like that uh but yeah and that's uh that's held in vegas yep. usually around february and march this year it's in february um and yeah you know it's a 5 or so days of back to back to back education a huge trade show with all kinds of Different gear, all you know, new stuff. It's really exciting.
0: Yeah, I've I've had tons of friends that have gone. I w- I used to work for a photo studio, and I mm-hmm. didn't know when I was there, but we I I guess we had like a discount to be able to go out there. <laughs> so I wish I had taken advantage of it. But my wife and I are planning uh, to go out because we're only I mean we're only about four hours away from from Las Vegas.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, but yeah, uh, this year is going to be good.
1: This year definitely don't miss it. Um,
0: nice.
1: I can like talk a little bit more about it when we get to talking about the thirty rising stars, but we mm-hmm. have some new programs this year that I think are. So,
0: do you guys go out to wppi Do you go out there yep. as well? Mhm. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm definitely gonna have to make it so I can uh, meet you in person. <laughs> I know. Yes. That would be great. Yeah. Um. That's so cool. So, uh, so what kind of y- you said? RangeFinder's uh, main focus now is portrait and wedding photography, right? Mm-hmm. So, are you are you doing a lot of these articles yourself? What kind of articles are you guys writing for for RangeFinder?
1: So, we have sort of our regular columns that we do every issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm either assigning them or I'm writing them, or Jackie's assigning them. Um, so, we have you know anything from something really technical to something more kind of inspirational. Um, some of our technical ones, we have fully lit. That kind of breaks down different lighting setups. Mm-hmm. We include diagrams, explanations behind why, you know, certain decisions were made yeah. why, you know. One piece of lighting gear was used this way, at this angle, at a, at this power. It's just, there's so much to know about that kind of thing. So we kind of just try to break it down as much as possible. And we have different photographers um, contributing to that one. Um, we have marketing magic. And that's just, you know, tips and advice on anything from better practices in SEO, improving in-person sales, expanding your brand from wedding to boudoir, all kinds of things relating to marketing and branding in general. Yeah. Um, And then some of our more inspirational columns, we have Photographer You Should Know, that's the one that I write. Um, And that's sort of profiling someone with maybe one foot in the wedding and portrait world, one foot kind of elsewhere. Yeah. And the point of that is to sort of speak to you know speak to something that's familiar that a reader will find familiar but then also something else that oh i didn't even consider you know what i mean like we kind of the wedding world mm-hmm. can sometimes be a little bit and portrait can be a little bit um insulated oh yeah so we try as best we can to sort of include people who we think will relate to wedding and portrait but aren't necessarily in- entrenched in the world gotcha. of wedding portrait um so sometimes we'll feature PDN's 30s, um, like Brad Ogbonna. Uh, he's a portrait photographer um, who works a lot with um, Kahinde Wiley, the painter. Uh, Kate yeah. Opperman. He shoots a lot for Wired and all kinds of you know. GQ. I don't actually don't quote me on GQ. I'm not sure she shoots for GQ. <laughs> um, <laughs> Olivia Locker. She's yeah. a portrait photographer. Um, really quirky setups and. She shoots for, like, the New York Times magazine, but she has also has a lot of personal shoots that she does. Yeah. Uh, Davis Ayer, he's uh, experimenting a lot with manipulating film. Um, so just things like, I don't know, I kind of just try to listen to what, when I'm talking to wedding photographers or portrait photographers, who inspires them. And it, it comes up sometimes when I'm writing articles about them, but just in conversation, too. Davis Ayer was one that several of our former 30 rising stars we're talking about as somebody they found inspiring. He doesn't Mm. shoot weddings at all. And I'm not sure he would even say that he shoots portraits, although he does shoot people, but just his whole process is so inspiring. And the mood in his photographs is really inspiring. So profiling him was really cool because it kind of brought it back full circle. This is somebody who, you know, people are looking to, but he's not in the work wedding and portrait. Um, So yeah, so it's just kind of all an effort to sort of expand people and uh, help them kind of think outside the box. Um, And then we have On My Radar. That's sort of where I ask someone in the industry, you know, a photo editor, creative director, art director, um, to point to sort of a trend that they're seeing in sometimes wedding, mostly portrait, um, something that they're just seeing and enjoying. Um, So one of our most recent contributors with, Was Beth Wilkinson? She's the founder and editor of Lindsay, um, which is this really young magazine. They only came out with their second issue like a couple months ago. Um, We had the founders of Lemonade and Lenses do um, do somebody, and then we have some other bigger people, you know, or people from like bigger magazines like Wired, um, The Fader, Afar, GQ, Apple will contribute. Just you know, something that they're seeing in the photo industry that they're liking. Um, But yeah, and then. Our larger stories, the feature stories sort of depend on the theme. So every issue we have a different sort of focus. Um, December, the one that we're working on right now, we're actually going to close it on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. Um, That's just focused on trends. The most recent one we just came out with was our 30 Rising Stars issue. Um, We have our buyer's guide and then others. We have the social issue, international weddings Um, lighting issue, business issue, um, coming up this year, we're going to kind of expand those. And so not focus so much on maybe a genre, like the fashion issue, but like Mm. the identity issue, the interaction, interactions issue, exposure issue, um, just like things that we can apply as many genres as we can. Um, just so that every magazine someone opens it, no matter what you shoot, you're gonna find something.
0: And that's what I was gonna ask because it seems like every magazine you guys do have a different like category of photography or you know different topics in general. But do you guys have like uh like the thirty rising stars? I know you guys do every year. Are are all your topics uh, kind of the same every year? Or are you guys always changing it? Changing them up too?
1: Um, we try to change it up as much as possible. The last two or three we mostly stuck to similar topics and there are ones that that, um we always do so three rising stars we do every year the october buyer's guide we do every year um other than that we can change it up we like to do a lighting issue because i mean what's photography without without light like everybody can find something in there that they would want to just kind of pick up on yeah um but we're trying to move on from doing like i don't know not that we've had a family's issue, but something that would be, you know, a wedding photographer would pick that up and be like, Oh, I can't, you know, there's maybe nothing really in here for me. Yeah. So that's why this year, this coming year for 2019, we kind of went back to the drawing board a little bit and said, okay, how can we, what are some things that we can think of that everybody would pick that up and say, Hey, I can apply this to my business. So,
0: and I love that about the magazine, uh, you know, it's I feel like the articles are so well written uh, and it's so educational. Like uh, every time I've picked up the magazine, there's something that you can you could learn from it. Um, I've be, I've been I've had the magazine for almost 10 years now. Um, mm. It was somebody. Awesome. Yeah. Somebody from um, I remember I was working at a photo studio and it was uh, an old friend of mine, Lee. He he uh, he just approached me because I think I had just bought a bunch of random magazines on photography. And, mm-hmm. uh, and he asked me, he was like, do you, have you heard of range finder? And I was like, no, I don't know what that is. And he had me like, look it up right there and then. And, uh, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's free. I'm like, it's free. He's like, yeah. And, uh, oh, you know what? He pulled one out of his backpack and I was looking through it. And, you know, there was all these other little magazines with just, you know, full of ads and almost no real good articles that I was, like, just looking through. And they all cost me, like, 5 to $10. And here's this yeah. Rangefinder <laughs> magazine with all these amazing articles, all these lighting setups. And, uh, yeah, I've had it for, like, almost 10, like, yeah, 10 years now.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, it about five, four or five years ago. So we actually, you probably noticed we went through a rebrand about four years ago. Okay had rangefinder it used to we had a completely different logo now it's rf um with kind of rangefinder small underneath it yeah and um yeah before it was a lot more inspiration there were some educational articles in there but it was a lot more you know longer profiles yeah um when we rebranded we decided okay what we kind of looked at feedback from readers just you know talk to people at the trade shows what do you what are the articles that you're kind of gravitating to most what do you find most helpful what you know what do you kind of look for in each issue and by far and away people wanted more how-to yeah or just something with more concrete takeaway so takeaway is one of our favorite words here we always <laughs> talk about that yeah. in in terms of you know when we're having editorial meetings and we're hashing out okay what do we want to write about what do we want who do we want to cover what um The question we always ask is okay what's the takeaway here though what what people read when they're done reading what can they apply to their business and sometimes it's something really specific and very straightforward sometimes it's something a little more conceptual um maybe just something to kind of get them thinking about you know where their brand stands in the industry something like that um but yeah we try as much much as possible to just make it educational it's a fine line to balance because we don't necessarily want to do articles that where you know it would objectively be easier to just look it up on YouTube and figure out how to do it yourself yeah we're kind of battling you know some other platforms like that so we try to have it be a mix of education and just a really good reader experience that you can't get anywhere else and that only a magazine provides
0: well you guys are doing a great job because i mean every magazine that comes in even if it's not uh it doesn't you know necessarily have to do anything with wedding photography just just when you see the cover it's already like oh i want to read this or there's something interesting here or when people come over that are not photographers i mean we have them laid out on our coffee table right there we have like four we always have like the the last four out and, mm-hmm. and uh, they people are always picking them up and reading through them because they're they're so awesome and they're they're not even photographers, you know.
1: Oh, that's so cool to yeah. hear. That's great.
0: So it's it's a really great magazine. What's uh what what are your favorite articles uh that you guys put out in the magazine?
1: My favorite articles, um, I would have to say, aren't necessarily that. Um super concrete, this is how you do this, this is how you do that, Mm -hmm. like step one, step two, step three. But the ones, which are great and extremely valuable, but the ones that I kind of resonate with me a little bit more are sort of the ones that kind of speak to somebody's, like why they are doing something the way they're doing it. Um, You know, I really like the profiles, just getting into, you know, a photographer's motivation. Um, And I would have to say... I really love on my radar i it's a little biased because I assign it, but yeah. I love hearing about kind of as an editor what other other editors are kind of looking for and what mm-hmm. you know it changes so much from column to column. It's just really interesting to see it's and it's kind of a way to gauge you know what upcoming trends or like what you can expect kind of in the in the months to come just yes. based on what people are looking at and why um, and Let's see. What else? Oh, I just had a specific one in my head and then it just went away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I imagine, um, I imagine you enjoy, you know, writing these pieces. I mean, this is, this is like yeah. your art form or your writer after all. Um, right. So yeah, I, I, I can see how those, those, those would be a lot, you know, more interesting for you at least.
1: Yeah. I just love talking to people. You know, it gives me an excuse to have a really interesting conversation with a an extremely creative person I remember mm-hmm. that just suddenly dawned on me in school I was like oh this is so cool I could get paid to like go talk to a really creative person just pick their brain and figure out you know how they got into it and why mm-hmm. and you know just everything it's just so interesting to actually just sit down with somebody and have an open conversation uh, especially yeah some creatives can be a little bit cagey about sort of their process and how they do things and to just talk with somebody who's completely open and talk about you know their struggles and kind of self-doubt things you know insecurities things that every photographer every creative person can kind of go through or does go through um it's just so interesting kind of open that up and relate to that I can really relate to people like that so I, can, it's, it's
0: I can definitely fun. relate to that, too, because that, that's exactly what we've been doing or what I've been doing with this podcast is I get to sit down with all these creatives, uh, people have that started their own business. And, you know, I'm, I'm interviewing people, not just photographers, but people like you, uh, wedding vendors, DJs, coordinators. Uh, and they're, you know, they're all coming on here and talking openly about, you know, their struggles and how they got their start and what they did. And I think that that uh, at least for, a photo- you know, for photographers trying to get into the industry, it's really interesting to hear uh, d- different people's perspectives on, on how they got in because it is different for everyone. You know, it's easy to assume like, oh, maybe, you know, oh, he got lucky. He had a bunch of money and bought some cameras and, and it just right, happened just right. like that. But every, you know, you listen to everybody's stories and everyone had their own struggles. And, and I think it's yeah. really interesting at the same time, too.
1: Yeah, it's so important to crack that open, too, because, mm-hmm. Especially with social media, all you see is just uh, these gorgeous photos, yeah. you know, on top of a mountain in Switzerland or something. It's like, how do I even? It just literally, like, how do you climb that mountain? Like, how do you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how do you get to that place? And it's so good to kind of get people to talk about. Yeah, like, it's not easy. You have to hustle and oh no, <laughs> it is it <laughs> is hard. Right time, right place, yeah. you know, right clients. Yeah.
0: And it yeah. is awesome when people are open, you know, here, here, there's a, the, the at least a community of photographers that I'm, I'm in here. uh, uh we're over here in like San Bernardino area. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, we have photographers that we know all the way up to Los Angeles, down to San Diego. And it's mm-hmm. really great here cause you can reach out to photographers and ask them about like certain areas that they shot in or, you know, even, um, like the different Facebook groups that I'm in, in California, I'll, I'll. I'll ask like, hey, I'm looking for this type of uh, look. Does anybody know where I can find? And and you know, we've we've had people reach out to us and tell us like, oh, I know a really good place here in Temecula, or I, I got another good place over here in Los Angeles you can shoot, and you you know, there's parking, you won't get in trouble, those kinds of things. So it's really cool. Nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's got a really good. I mean, the photography industry, especially wedding and portrait, the community is really tight, which yeah. is so great. Yeah.
0: Do you uh do you do any kind of photography yourself?
1: you know I don't do as much anymore I'm mostly focusing on writing and editing now I still have a camera it's really old um and I still have my dad's camera it's a canon AE1 yeah that's that's
0: the uh, that's the OG camera right there it's the
1: OG <laughs> yeah and I actually I still have a roll of film in there and I just take it out every once in a while and by that I mean once every maybe six months and shoot a frame which has been really fun because I started it like ten years ago, yeah. I don't even remember what's on there anymore. And at some point I'm gonna finish it and develop it and probably laugh at myself. But um <laughs> yeah, so I do every once in a while. I have Instagram, I really enjoy that. That's probably the only form of social media that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I I'm not actually you know, I don't shoot on assignment or anything like that. What, I'm not doing
0: what's your favorite photo? uh style of photography or what's your favorite category of photography?
1: Oh, good question. <laughs> hmm can i name a photographer instead of a style yeah yeah or it might it might be able to better illustrate what i like um i love he actually just recently kind of well i guess not that recently anymore um passed away but rodney smith um he is absolutely incredible he's actually um so when i first started getting really curious about photography i was in my teens and I remember just googling like photography <laughs> like yeah. I didn't really even know where to look I wasn't really looking at magazines but just kind of looking up different uh, just different photographs and what you know I don't even know why some appealed to me over others at the time I just printed them out cut them out put them on my wall yeah um not even knowing who they were by but just these sort of like black and white, whimsical, kind of portrait, sort of a mysterious feeling. Um,
0: Very surreal, too. I'm looking at some of his photographs right now. It's yeah. really, really cool.
1: Really surreal. And what I love about his stuff, and you can't immediately tell, but I think for me it makes me like them any, even more, is that he doesn't really use any post-production at all. Yeah. I mean, not those are actual setups. Like, yeah. You know, that person's actually standing that way on that ledge or whatever. You know, yeah. it's it's all real setups. He shoots all on film or shot all on film um, is or sorry, was
0: yeah.
1: a total perfectionist and would just spend so much time kind of figuring out, OK, what do I want to say and how do I want to set this up? Yeah. But sort of this ideal kind of whimsical world. Um, and yeah, I just I loved his stuff. and I didn't know it was by him but I loved his stuff and would print it out, cut it out, put it on my wall. And then kind of, you know, he sort of, his work sort of blurred into everything else. Kind of, you know, I I didn't really think about that. And then um, this new conference popped up a couple years ago called Workshop. It's W-R-K-S-H-P um, by a couple former 30 Rising Stars, uh, Forged in the North. Ryan and Heidi Brown, and Lev Cooperman. And one of their keynote speakers was Rodney Smith. Um, Again, even the name didn't ring a bell at the time, but I just looked him up, okay, who's this? Saw some of the photos that I had printed out and put on my wall (laughs) when I was 13 years old. I was like, no way, that's the guy. Like, I didn't even (laughs) know that some of the photos were taken by the same person, you know? They were just all random to me. Um, So I got to go see him speak, he came out with a new book. yeah, he was really like a huge inspiration for me when I was, you know, first kind of getting to know the genre. Um, so yeah, he's the one that immediately pops to mind. Um, but yeah, I like something clean, something timeless, um, kind of graphic work I'm into something, a photo that's more about the mood than the subject. Um, yeah, I don't know. These I, are kind of general descriptions. No,
0: I, I love the way you, you brought up, uh you know, when I asked you what's your favorite style of photography, you're like, can I mention a photographer? Because, I mean, we all draw our inspiration, you know, from from different things. So, like, as soon as I saw his photos, it made sense. I, I can already tell what kind of photography you like or maybe, like, how, how you look at photography. Like, for me, yeah. when, uh, I, when I first got started, uh, I don't know if you know who Trey Ratcliffe is. He's a uh-huh. HDR photographer. He, like when he yeah. his his whole thing was a photo a day. Uh, back a couple years, not even a couple years back, like <laughs> ten years back, he was posting right. a photo every single day. And um, you know, at the time, I was really into landscape. But what I loved about HDR is, you know, HDR could really, you know, you could really go one way or the other. It could be very overly saturated, cartoony, or you could really, you know it, uh, and that that was like my thing I really wanted it was like a challenge for me to like blend these different exposures together but make it look like it's not fake I guess you know what I mean like make yeah, it look yeah. as real as possible and so I drew a lot of inspiration from him so when I'd go out and do these photos like it was a, a huge challenge and a goal of mine to like really you know get my photography uh tight and, uh, mm-hmm. that's, that, that's always, I'm a perfectionist. So that's always been a thing with me and, and using that helped me like push my photography f- uh, forward a lot faster too, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I love that you chose to like, you know, well, can I talk about a photographer? Cause that's, I can see where you draw your inspiration from. That's really cool.
1: Yeah. And I think it's so much, you know, I think it speaks to how talented you are as a photographer that words can't quite describe it. Mm-hmm. You really have to look at the photos themselves. And that's, yeah you know it says so much about photography in general that should be the thing is yeah. that it's really the photo that speaks so yeah that's really it's, cool it's
0: yeah so for photographers that are looking into getting published, I know um there's several different ways, but what what would what kind of tips would you give a photographer who's looking to get their work published in a magazine, you know? Cuz I'm not I'm, I'm not very familiar with the magazine world, you know. I mean, Rangefinders probably the only magazine that I actually do read. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> but what would you what would uh what kind of tips would you give to photographers for that?
1: I would say Hmm. I would say really think about if you're reaching out what you want to be published, Mm -hmm. like what is it just that you want your photos in a magazine or you want your photos associated with a story? That's the latter is going to be, it's going to get you there faster. Yeah. When photographers reach out to me with just, Hey, look at my work. Um, I get so many of those requests. Sometimes I get to them. Sometimes I can't.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but if you're reaching out to, hey, um, I'm noticing this in the industry, or, or I'm noticing this kind of trend, or I'm noticing this sort of technique pop up, or this is really resonating with my clients, um, that that's really going to make me kind of zero in on your email. Yeah. But honestly, email is the best way. I, I love getting mail promos because we just don't really get them as much anymore. So it's kind of like Christmas. Yeah. Um, but honestly, if you just email the editor... That's the simplest way. Don't phone call. That's the person I do People don't like that anymore. But um, also, don't I wouldn't count on like a DM as a form of contact. I would really try to find um, the person's email. We, I think all of our emails are listed, or you can kind of email whatever you can find and say, hey, I'm trying to find this person. You can refer to the masthead. So that's like, You know, it has editor-in-chief, Jacqueline Tobin, features editor, Libby Peterson. It's usually around the editor's letter um, towards the front of the magazine. It'll just have everyone's names listed. So try to find the photo editor if you can, features editor, senior editor, um, somebody like that who has sort of the authority over what gets published or what kind of photography will go in. Um, But, yeah, as much as you can sort of link what you want published to a specific pitch that's going to go far um especially those connected with sort of a specific angle or if you have a particularly interesting story behind it definitely share that um but also i wouldn't go you know paragraphs and paragraphs in your email be concise maybe Mm -hmm. one paragraph five sentences something like that um Include a link to your photos. Don't say, hey, do you want to check this out? Or, like, do you want me to, to follow up with photos? Just include all of that in there. Yeah. Um, and make sure it's easy to access. You'd be surprised. Um, sometimes, like, a gallery link won't work or, you know, you need a password <laughs> to get in and they don't provide the password. Like, yeah. it's just, like, anything that – just make it so obviously easy yeah. that you don't even require somebody to follow up with, hey, can you give me this? Like, because they probably – just won't. There's so many requests out there. And so many, you know, you come in and your inbox is completely stacked with um, different pitches and stuff. So just make it so incredibly easy to check out your work and check out what you want to cover. Um, And just like, be confident and authoritative, because that's going to give the editor confidence in you to cover it.
0: And I would have assumed that it would be a lot I would have assumed it would have been harder to reach out to you guys Uh, you know, I'm thinking you guys are getting like hundreds of emails and hundreds of requests, (laughs) but then like, you know, when I have reached out to you, you always get back to me right away. That was, that was like a surprising thing for me. And I I mean, now, now I get it. Now I see you guys are a much smaller team. So Mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm now I'm thinking like for a photographer that's wanting to get published, if they go about it the right way, it might not even be that challenging to reach out to to a publisher or an editor. No, like it's herself. it's
1: surprisingly not challenging. If I mean, if you're super courteous and you're nice, I mean you are like so kind that came across right away. So, you know, first you <laughs> right away, I want to make sure that you knew that we saw your email and everything, but um yeah, if you're just like a nice kind person, don't say, you know, I look forward to hearing back from you tomorrow or anything like that like just <laughs> give them, like, give them a little breathing room. Um and then but also sometimes I get A pitch from somebody and I'm just in the middle of you know editing the story or closing Mm -hmm. the magazine looking at layouts I just can't get to it right away then other things happen and all of a sudden a few days go by I remember the pitch but I just haven't reached out again don't be afraid if you if it if a week goes by and you haven't heard back don't be afraid to just give them a little nudge Mm -hmm. you know actually I take that back delete that (laughs) not one week I would wait like maybe two weeks yeah to give them a little nudge and say, hey, like, just want to make sure that you caught this in your inbox. I know you're probably really busy, but just want to know your thoughts. Something like that. Just something short and sweet because I, yeah, I appreciate that actually, yeah. that little reminder. Well, sometimes. I'm, that
0: I'm sure when you guys are getting ready to close out a, a magazine, you guys are probably like busting your butts over there too.
1: It can be hectic. It really <laughs> depends on the issue. I mean, um, the 30 Rising Stars is always crazy because it's one of our bigger issues and we're quadruple checking everything because the 30 rising stars is is a big deal to us
0: tell me tell me Uh, about the 30 rising stars
1: yeah so okay we're in our seventh year now i want to say wow
0: um
1: yeah so it actually started at pdn they have the pdn's 30 um, and then we kind of took it over it's basically highlighting 30 people in the industry who we feel are sort of these emerging talents that are kind of going to propel the industry into sort of, I don't know, a better place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, take take the industry to the next level, to use the most cliche term ever. Um, we solicit nominations from a bunch of different photo editors, bloggers, just other people in the industry, photographers, um, former 30 Rising Stars even. Um, and they kind of send us their names, people that they think that we should kind of look at We submit our own people. Um, So that's actually another great reason to reach out to us. Um, If you want to get on our radar, submit to photo of the day, wedding of the week. We can kind of talk about that more later, but um, yeah. Uh, So the only requirement is that you have to be in business full time, in the wedding business full time, uh, five years or less. So you can't be, if you're, if you've been in, if you've been shooting weddings full time for six years or more, then you're not qualified. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love you, but <laughs> you've been in it too long. <laughs> well, I
0: yeah, mean, yeah, it's really just like it, the
1: babies. That's the whole.
0: That's the whole point of the thirty rising stars, right? <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> and so how, yeah, the, uh-huh. go ahead. No, I was going to ask you. And how do you guys, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys have a lot of photographers to choose from. How do you guys narrow it down?
1: I okay. So there are. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll explain a little bit. They, we kind of send them to this portal sort of website. They put together a portfolio of 30 photos. Um, we usually, we try to give them as much time as possible. It's usually like a month or so, mm-hmm. two months, um, to kind of put together the submissions and we tell them, you know, okay, we want to see diversity. We want to see all different parts of the day and, um, Getting ready moments, ceremony, reception, uh, portraits, details—all those things. We want to make sure that you can walk into a wedding and just take it on completely. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what circumstance, lighting, whatever it is, that you got it. Um, we want to see a, cor- a sort of signature style, something that you know is not an offshoot of somebody else, but is yeah. a very true represent- representation of you as an art. A- oh my god, I can't talk. Of you as an artist. And then um, we want to see consistent technique, um, a nice sort of narrative arc over the 30 photos. Um, And then once that's done, we have roughly four or five, we had five this year uh, judges all within range finder and sort of our creative staff that look through all the submissions, all the photos. um, And then we kind of come together and sort of judge them as a group takes a long time <laughs> and it's great i mean we usually mostly align sometimes there are i wouldn't say like battles or anything like that but every once in a while there's somebody that you know someone really really believes in they want yeah. everybody else to consider so we have those those discussions um
0: you know, I just picture you like a like a jury in a room <laughs> with all these pictures on the wall, and you guys just arguing with just like McDonald's all over the table, and you guys arguing over all these photographers. That's
1: pretty accurate. Yeah. Except for this year, it was all done on a, a huge TV screen. We just went through it all. Yeah. And then instead of McDonald's, it was Chinese food. But other than that, that is pretty accurate. Um. Yeah. So we we give ourselves, I would say, probably a month to just go through everybody and make sure we're not missing anybody that you know it's it's hard like you really have to kind of rejudge. yeah in certain respects you know we sort of give them a score so that we can organize everybody and weed out those that we we think okay they're probably not going to make it they're probably not exactly qualified and then but every single even when we like quote unquote score somebody we sort of scrap it (laughs) yeah (laughs) you don't scrap it completely of course but we kind of make sure that you know this isn't a mathematical process this yeah. is about you know so many different I don't know so many different aspects go yeah. into a strong submission so we want to make sure that we're considering everything
0: that must be insanely so, we, difficult too to do that
1: it is <laughs> it is yeah and yeah we it's always a struggle it's always a good struggle but it's yeah. always a struggle and we we even have to you know kind of take a week away and just not look at any of them and then yeah. Jackie and I kind of come back and go through everybody again, you know, who we think is going to be the 30. Yeah. Um sometimes making a couple swaps, a couple really difficult swaps. Um yeah, it's a tough process, but every year somehow we come out with just a really if I may say so, a really strong group of people. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's hard. I mean, it's and it gets hard every year. We always, you know, every year we get more nominations. We get more and more extremely qualified people and so many of the nominees who aren't chosen are so qualified and so strong. There's just maybe one, you know, tiny, tiny thing that kind of, you know, prevented them from making the list. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard, but it's really fun.
0: And you guys have already announced to people. I, um, I got the email with the, uh, you know, announcing the 30 rising stars and you guys do such a great job at selecting these. I love looking through these different artists because, you, you, I mean, you guys do a great job at selecting them and um, you can clearly see what sets each one of them apart from the other, which is really, mm-hmm. really awesome, you know? Oh, that's so cool to hear. And and I love that these are photographers from all around the world, you know? Yeah. Um, that is I like- love that yeah it's so cool sometimes you know I've seen photographers on there that that I know you know uh, we've we've seen photographers on there from like LA um, there's a photographer that I know that was on I don't know if it was last year the year before but he's like from Paris seeing mm-hmm. him on there you know but it's really awesome these these photographers really do set set themselves apart and you can really see that in their work
1: yeah that's great yeah. I know that you said that yeah it's it's funny because it's Every year, it's sort of a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Like, for some reason, there are a group of maybe five people from the same country. Yeah. You're like, whoa, how did that happen? Like, a couple <laughs> years ago, it was, there were, like, an, an alarming number of people from Canada. I'm not sure why. And then uh, a couple years before that, it was Australia. We had a number from, I think, England, I want to say, last year. Maybe it was... Uh, I'm not sure. The last three years, we've got more and more people from Croatia. That's, like, a big... Uh, wedding scene at this point. And this year, I think it's five, four or five different people from Germany. Um, but yeah, then we always get, you know, there's a couple of people from Singapore, and then we get a ray from the United States. And what we love about that is getting people from not just, you know, the huge metropolitan cities, not just yeah. LA and New York, but like Arkansas and Louisville and um, New Jersey and Texas. So just getting like a nice representation of the whole country since, you know, it's a pretty big country.
0: The the photographer I mentioned is uh, Pablo Begles, I think that's. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, he actually photographed our really good friend's engagement session out here in, in Los Angeles, you know, and he's oh, cool. he's like from like, I don't know, England or somewhere, you know, he's like. Yeah, yeah. He's across the country, uh, across the world. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's so cool. Yeah.
0: But that, you know, I love that, that you guys find all these photographers from all around the world. I think last year you guys had someone from Mexico. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh man. Well, Bruno Reza. Yeah.
0: See, yeah. And, and that is so cool because you really like in his photograph, you really feel, uh, the culture of Mexico. You know, <laughs> I have family in Mexico. So when I saw that, it was so cool to see like really progressive, great wedding photography done in a, Completely different world, you know. (laughs) Right. So yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: He was. I think he he was based in Chihuahua. I want to say, but yeah, his Mm -hmm. work was just so colorful, but sweet, and yeah, yeah, it's Yeah, it's cool. I mean, we just love. You can tell when someone's just putting out really genuine work, and that's what's so hard to describe in the judging process. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we kind of don't really attempt to to describe to the photographers because it doesn't really make sense. But when you when you've seen so much wedding photography, you can tell. When someone's trying to sort of imitate somebody, and yeah. then when somebody's just putting out their heart. Yeah. I mean, that's we get people kind of leading up to the submission process asking, okay, but like, what what would you recommend sort of I look at? And I'm like, not really. I mean, if you want to look at last year's winners, you can, but don't use that as a benchmark of your work. Yeah. Just put your stuff out there. And every year we get a couple people who are chosen who are just blindsided because they didn't expect you know, they're like, I just put my work out there. I didn't really, I didn't even think I was at that level yet to be a 30 rising star. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. And it's cool to see then these photographers go on to be on, you know, the Harper's Bazaar list of photographers to watch or yeah. something like that. Like, yeah. It's yeah, or get published in Together Journal that's out of Australia. That's a really nice wedding magazine as well.
0: You're definitely giving them an opportunity to to be seen and you know, that alone gives them the motivation to work even harder to, you know, to to run with their business and what they're doing. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. 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 It's it's cool. I mean we're we're only in our seventh year. It's not a super old competition at all, but when we reach out to other editors, um, a lot of them have heard of the 30 rising stars yeah. They're like, Oh yeah. You know, when I'm assigning stories or whatever, I look at your list or, you know, brides are looking at our list too, just to see, you know, who's, who's out there right now and who's doing some cool stuff that no one else is doing.
0: And I didn't even uh, realize that you guys did it towards the end of the year, you know, forever. I was just yeah. like, when is that one coming out? I know they do that, <laughs> you know, <what? laughs> but now yeah, now I know funny. you guys have it in the, yeah.
1: Right. We, we started in, June I think is when we kind of start soliciting nominations Mm -hmm. from people so it's a long process and then there's an extremely grueling two months when we've we've we choose people in early September but Mm -hmm. the issue doesn't come out until early November Mm -hmm. so there's two months where the 30 rising stars can't say anything they don't know about each other. They don't know, like they can't announce anything, they just have to be quiet.
0: Yeah. Which and must be really hard too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Luckily it's two months to sort of think about, okay, how do I want to announce this? Yeah. Like what kind of Instagram story do I want to do? Something like that. But um yeah, it's tough. I don't envy them at all in that process. Yeah. But yeah. So what Let's kind try of try to make it a nice surprise for people. Yeah.
0: No, and it is too. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> Uh, so what kinds of things are you guys working on over there that like you're excited about, uh, with rangefinder that you can talk about?
1: <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Oh, okay. There is, I can talk about our new program at WPPI. Um, so in the past we haven't had a whole lot of rangefinder presence at WPPI, which is why it doesn't surprise me that not a whole lot of people in the wedding and portrait world well, maybe not a whole lot not a whole lot of people but some people in the in the wedding and portrait world haven't heard of rangefinder because mm-hmm. we kind of have while rangefinder rangefinder is the official magazine of wppi we don't necessarily have a huge presence at wppi like you'll find rangefinder magazines there we have a 30 in the past we had 30 rising stars panels um you know like one panel every year but this time we really want to make sure that people are kind of aware of who we are, what the 30 rising stars are. And we think that there's a way to sort of reach a group of people who are sort of in their first five years or maybe past their first five years, but just like kind of want to be inspired. And, um, so we create a new program called rise and shine. It's going to be a three day workshop, uh, during WPPI. Um, I'm not sure if I have the, dates on me. It's a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, but basically the start of every uh, conference day there is going to just be a really education, educational and just inspirationally packed morning. Yeah. So we'll have a panel of the 30 Rising Stars. We'll have one of the 30 Rising Stars from this year, um, and then we'll have others from former 30 Rising Stars, um, different classes with them. And then we'll have um, sort of a mentorship program where right now we're trying to lock down 10 mentors. Um, and all of these teachers are current or former 30 Rising Stars.
0: Oh, wow, that's um, cool. Who will
1: kind of, <laughs> yeah, who will kind of lead um, sort of small mentorship sessions, small group mentorship, mentorship sessions, um, speaking on different specific topics. So we have one day is kind of focusing all on branding, you know, getting your voice, locking down a signature style. Um, and then we have, let's see what else. Um, I, I can pull up the program in front of me. Um, yeah, just like locking down your brand, um, getting, you know, kind of aiming for ultimate consistency throughout your brand and your photography and your style, Translating your aesthetic to like how you present yourself and communicate with potential clients. Um, we'll cover um, just sort of like you'll kind of hear from former 30 Rising Stars on how they built their business. Yeah. Um, we want to include a session on um, packaging and upselling and sort of pricing out what you're offering. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of like business related talks. And sort of the do's and don'ts of social media, you know, building a following, um, understanding your audience, all that kind of stuff. So we kind of trying to focus on the emerging photographers, and it almost being sort of like a boot camp of sorts. Yeah, just like how to kickstart it, maintain it, and get the right clients. So. That will be pretty cool. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, I love how much <laughs> your,
0: uh, your, I love how much focus you guys put in on on the educational side of it. You know, again, like with the magazine itself, how you guys have you know tutorials and and uh, lighting setups and this. I mean, I, I am surprised that you guys don't have a a bigger um, presence at WPPI, but yeah. Uh, uh, and you know, I've always been surprised how how many people don't know about the magazine in general. Anybody that comes over, I always introduce them to it because it really is a great magazine. You know.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, we try our best. I mean, WPPI has such a specific identity. Yeah. That it's sort of hard. Like we want to keep it as it is because so many people love, you know, the speakers that have been around for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it's it's sort of a delicate balance between maintaining that and kind of like. Elevating that, and then sort of integrating more of Rangefinder. But yeah, I mean, we try we try our hardest to sort of create the most educational content we can, um, and just not repeating stuff that's already out there. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: No, definitely. Um, so where where can people find Rangefinder magazine and more information on on WPPI?
1: So you can go to we have our website rangefinderonline.com um we also have um WPPI, i think it's wppiexpo.com
0: yeah
1: um and you can kind of like see what we have cooking there um that's you i would keep your eye on that because over the next couple months more and more information is gonna kind of come out you'll see who the keynotes are and yeah. that kind of thing I Can't. i don't think i can give away that info yet but <laughs> they'll <laughs> be rolling out soon <laughs> and then um you can follow our Instagram too. It's RFWPPI. And for WPPI, they have an Instagram WPPI events. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's where you can find us. Very cool.
0: Well, well, I love the magazine. I get excited every time it, it, uh, it shows up and, uh, and I, I love the interaction that I've had with you. I really appreciate the time that, that you've given me. Uh, it's really nice to finally meet you. We've had like some conversations back and forth via email, yeah. but it's nice yeah. to actually get to talk to you. <laughs>
1: no, this is really cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's, yeah. I'm so glad that you asked. Yeah. And,
0: and is there anything you want to plug in anywhere people can find you online or more, see more of your, your uh, editorial work?
1: Mm, I'll just direct people to Rangefinder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would go there, and and you can reach out to me. I mean, if you want to send me story pitches, it's Libby dot Peterson at EmeraldExpo dot Nice. Um, feel free to reach out to me, and also check out on RangeFinder we have our Photo of the Day series, Wedding of the Week. I kind of briefly touched on those before, but um, those are really easy ways to just kind of get your work in front of us. A lot of times when I'm nominating people for the 30 Rising Stars um those who are five years or less i'll look at those series too so that's kind of a way um but yeah i mean feel free to reach out anytime
0: and there you have it guys thank you for listening to another episode of the wedding photo podcast if you guys enjoyed this episode Uh, If you guys are enjoying this podcast, please scroll down to the bottom, Uh, leave me a five star rating, leave me a review, let me know what you think about the podcast. I think doing that and leaving the rating uh, makes the podcast more discoverable for others to find. Uh, You can find this podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, um, anywhere, any podcast app that you have, you should be able to find it there. If you want to reach out to me, if you have any questions that you want to, uh, want me to talk about or any topics that you want me to talk about on the podcast, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Wedding Photo Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Del Toro Photo. And um, I also have a link to the Wedding Photo Podcast Facebook group. I'm um, going to try to build a community over there so uh, all the listeners can... Um, ask questions about the episodes uh you guys can follow up on some of the episodes or you know you can reach out to me there as well if you have something that you want to hear about on the podcast so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode thanks again for coming by and we will see you on the next one